If you're looking for a fling, or a lifetime, or a well I'm free Friday anyway kind of thing, find it on Bumble. Fall in love with dating. Welcome to Finger Food, empowered by Bumble. I'm your maitre d' Stacey O, and I'm here to serve you intimate conversations around sexuality and pleasure. On the menu is a selection of heart-to-hearts with people who vulnerably share their stories, insights, and perspectives. This podcast is about sex and so much more. We explore connection, letting go of judgment, and accepting ourselves exactly as we are. Let's dine. In this episode, I chat with Alma Proenza. Alma is hot on the internet and even hotter in real life. As well as being a multi-talented artist, Alma has taken the world of OnlyFans by storm. In this intimate conversation, we talk about OnlyFans, morals, money, and mental health. We go into the complexities of the female orgasm and how exploring self-pleasure is one of the greatest gateways to reaching the big O. It's great to have you here at the table. Let's get started. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, Alma. Thank you so much for coming. All right. (laughs) So lovely to have you here. Let's just get straight into it, shall we? So where are you from and what's your family background? I'm half Portuguese, so so my dad's side. I was born in London, but I didn't spend much of my life there. I think I was like one when we left. Um, That's where my parents met and my mum's a Kiwi. I feel like she's got something else going on in her bloodline because she's like real brown and both her parents are real white. (laughs) So (laughs) I want to get her to 
delve into that a bit more, but I think she's taking her time. So I can't confidently say exactly what's going on on my mum's side. Um, but yeah, half Portuguese, half mm. Kiwi, whatever, mum. And I grew up in Western Springs. Beautiful. Yeah. You need to get one of those um, tests, you know, you can see. Yeah, I've been trying to get her to, but um, she's just, I guess... Yeah, there's no kind of urgency around it <laughs> for her. But I'm just like so nosy. Yes. And I'm like, why do you look so different to your sisters? <laughs> you could get one for you though. And yeah, I feel like yeah, that yeah. would be the most logical thing to do. Just figure out what's going on. With what's my... going on? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And what are your pronouns and what do they mean to you? How uh, my pronouns are she, her. And I don't know exactly what they mean to me. I just that's how I identify I'm like real proud to be a woman Mm. I think it's something to be real proud of beautiful (laughs) yeah not that there's anything wrong with identifying any other way I'm just like stoked and being that way for me Mm, beautiful and what's your sexual orientation in this moment and what does that mean to you I would say I identify as bisexual I don't know what it mean to me I haven't had a whole lot of time to explore that side of my sexuality so I guess right now there's like a little bit of frustration tied into it because I feel like that's a part of me that I haven't completely tapped into Mm. but it's hard when you're in a heterosexual relationship (laughs) (laughs) but I don't know for the future. For the future, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. There's plenty of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So I hear you're an OnlyFans superstar. <laughs> Can you give me a rundown of what it actually is and, and how it works? Um, so OnlyFans is like a subscription-based site. And you can honestly put like whatever you want on it, but... I feel like everyone knows that for the most part it's surrounded around like nudity and porn and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where like m- what most creators do who are on there. I think when they like on OnlyFans as a site, when they try to promote themselves, they do it for like fitness influencers and like people who are sharing secret meals and stuff. But it's like <laughs> you're not fooling anyone. Um, but yeah, so you set a subscription price per month people subscribe pay to see your content there's like a main feed where I just kind of put mainly like underwear photos Mm. and nothing really kind of like full nudity and then like that stuff is in PPV which is like pay-per-view so that goes out in messages and you put additional prices on that stuff it's not how everyone runs it but I think a lot of people do where it's like main feed it's like someone said on I think I saw it on TikTok maybe they were like the subscription fee is like door fee at a strip club and then like if you want to dance or you want anything like on top of that you pay more um, so I think that was like a good kind of straightforward way to put it for people who are um, subscribing yes but yeah that's how amazing. it works. so people subscribe to your page and they pay like an OnlyFans fee or they pay for your they get that for free 
they get the like feed for free and then they get the feed for free okay and then so OnlyFans takes out of every payment that you get they take like a small cut ah okay from that that's how it works okay and then are you creating like personalized content for people or no I think I I like tried to at the beginning but I just get a bit like tired by it I'd rather like what I usually do I don't really do custom stuff but if like I'm in the mood to do anything that would be like for pay-per-view I would just do it and then send it out in bulk and just Mm. be like I don't do custom stuff but like I will send out videos every now and then so like just Mm. wait for that amazing yeah amazing and like how many subscribers do you have right now I can tell you (laughs) I don't know I haven't been trying very hard yeah which is like not the best I think at the most like my highest point I had like 350 or something right now I have 195 amazing Amazing. it seems to just like stay around that amount yeah sways between like 180 to 200 people come and go Mm. yeah amazing which is like it's honestly I guess because like I'm used to seeing follower amounts on like Instagram and stuff where they come in Mm. like the hundreds and thousands but then yes. when I think about like 200 individual people in a room looking at me naked, oh I'm like, gosh. oh shit. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> and then when I think about it, it feels a lot bigger when I think about it that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you love it? Mm. For the most part, yeah. I mean, like taking news is something I do regardless. Mm. So with the main feed stuff, it's like, I would be taking those photos anyway. Mm. Now it's just like I have a, it's like a little gallery space for it yeah, where I get amazing. paid for it. So it doesn't really feel like it's that much different. It's only just like I feel like I have in the past crossed like a few personal boundaries in terms of like what I was putting out. Mm. Just out of like people just want, they always want more. They want like more graphic content. They want like, full nudity and stuff Mm. and then I was like very clear in what I would and wouldn't do when I first started it and then I like kept pushing and pushing and doing more and more stuff that I said I'd never do Mm. so for the most part I'm okay with that but then sometimes I look back and I'm like would um yeah anything that I'm not comfortable with being I'd be, I'd feel kind of betrayed and upset if anything got leaked regardless. But there are some stuff on there that I'm like, I literally could not care less if someone random, if it got out on like yes. Twitter or something or like a Reddit feed. But there are some videos that I've sent out that I'm like, I fucking hate. <laughs> but like, I can't even like watch them back. Wow. Um, so yeah, I love it except for when I like overstep those personal boundaries yes. just to like make a bit more money. Because you yes. make shitloads of money, and that's it's like hard to like, not. I don't know. It's hard to worry about morals when you're just like getting so much money. Totally. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> so that's it. I'm like, I do love it because like, I'm like the most financially secure I've ever been in my entire life. Mm. But, um, at what cost? <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> and do you feel like um, are like the sus- subscribers are they? from New Zealand or are they around the world (laughs) I think sometimes people don't realise it's not anonymous so they'll subscribe with their full name and I'll be like that's funny used to work with you or like went to high school with you and then like very quickly their username will change I'm like I still saw it (laughs) so it's happened a couple times where like 
I've known exactly who it is, but I don't ever really care. Mm. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there was, yeah, sometimes there was like some girls from Auckland who subscribed it's like the only kind of nasty experience I've had with it where they like went to a party and all sat around and like looked at it and then went around and like told people that I fist myself which I just don't do and it would be fine if I did but I don't and so Mm. I was like that was like the only time where I was like oh this fucking sucks and like Mm. Aucklanders suck (laughs) it's like Mm. too small of a city to be exposing yourself to that extent um but it also was just not true. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. That's like the... And then I think there are a lot of people from overseas. Lots of, I think, a lot of people in the States. Okay. Which feels a lot like safer territory. If everyone yeah. could just be from overseas, it would be much better. Yeah. Can you filter your audience? Like, could you, like, be like, I don't want I, anyone from New Zealand to see it, or...? I don't think so. I, I haven't looked into it very much. It would be a really, really, really helpful feature, I think. But then also, I'm like, how much of my audience would I lose if I did filter out, like, New Zealanders? True. Amazing. And what about, you said you mentioned you're in a relationship. Do you talk about OnlyFans with your partner? Yeah, well, I was doing it, like, quite a, like, well before I met him. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of like, we don't really talk about it honestly it's just kind of something that happens in the background Mm -hmm. and I've asked in the past if he wants to do stuff with me and he's not keen and so I just haven't really pushed it Mm -hmm. um but yeah I think just recently I like told him about a message I'd gotten like some dude being kind of gross or something Mm -hmm. and he was like oh I just don't want to hear about that and I was like oh shit okay cool good to know because I hadn't really like told him about any of the messages I received or anything because it just totally feels like a completely separate world and like a little bit of an alter ego thing where I just like kind of like I hope (laughs) none of my subscribers are listening but I totally just like entertain a kind of fantasy world that's what you have to do you have to like kind of suck up to these people make them feel real special to be there and Mm. um but it's so separate for yeah 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 interesting interesting and is it do you love that that sort of fantasy element of it like going into that sort of alter ego yeah um mm, to an extent but it's the same thing with like the video stuff Sometimes I just like look at it and I'm like, that's not you. It's so far away from being me that I'm kind of like, that's gross. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so when you think about the driving forces behind why you're doing it, are you like, obviously the money, you mentioned the money is, a, is amazing. Well, that was why it all started. Mm-hmm. I was in such a awful, stressful place financially mm. and I just like didn't know many other routes to take because I was working so much um and just was not I was just yeah it was just so stressful Mm. and then I um I think I'd seen like a few other people I knew doing OnlyFans and there's this like one creator on TikTok Hawk she's amazing Mm. well they're amazing um and that was kind of just seeing more and more people doing it Mm. I decided to do it. Also, I think because a lot of the people 
on TikTok specifically who do OnlyFans is so they create such a nice space in terms of conversation around it. It's mm. not like stigmatized or anything. Mm. Um, and so kind of yeah, they talk about it in like a really empowering kind of beautiful way. And so it's like that gave me a bit of confidence to do it. But um, mm. that was the whole reason it started in the first place really is because I was quite desperate you're desperate for money but then um, but then I got to a space where I wasn't as much and it's just like a nice thing to have going on in the background because like I said mm. I'm taking those photos regardless yeah and I really like taking notes so yeah totally I would just I just put them up every and it's just like I haven't I don't think I've sent out video content in like five months or something mm. it's just been like a just like a steady roll through on like the main feed and mm. yeah amazing and so behind the like you love taking nodes is there like a piece of like feeling really empowered or like sensual in your body or like what is the when you say you like taking nodes mm. what is the feeling behind that yeah I guess that exactly mm. I don't know yeah I don't know <laughs> I feel like I've been taking nodes for so long now that it's just like or if, like, you're walking past the mirror and you catch yourself. You're like, like, damn, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, a Also, I, like, my flatmate, Gina, she's a really amazing photographer. Hmm. And um, in 2020, she took some photos of me just at our house. And that was real fun, making it, l- like, less phone-based mm. and less kind of sp- sporadic and, like, actually making it into, like, a putting a lot of effort into it and setting up a whole environment for the photos and stuff and it being like beneficial for her too because that's like her craft mm. so that was cool when she kind of offered to do that we've done that quite a few times now um and that just kind of opened up a whole different layer to it, I guess similar to like when we were shooting with Rob mm. when it's like a two-way thing and there's someone who like really knows what they're doing behind the camera and knows yes. how to because she's so amazing she was so like just like telling me what to do with my body and where to move it and stuff I wanted to just like start a business where she takes photos for people for OnlyFans because I feel like there's no amazing. one doing that and a lot of them are like I've had ever since basically ever since I started getting tattooed I've had people ask to photograph me naked I guess because I've got tattoos everywhere but I've never mm. ever said yes because they're often men and I don't know them very well and that was what I just never felt comfortable with those advances I was just like for I didn't see how it would benefit anyone other than them really and, yes um but it was really nice to create that relationship with Gina and have that Mm. Yeah, beautiful it's a great business idea no I love that I know I just feel like there. I feel because I feel like it would go for a lot of other people doing any kind of work like that it's hard to find um, photographers who make you feel real comfortable mm. and she's just so like it's like when she's photographing you she's she's obviously aware of your naked form mm. but it's not she's not seeing you like that it's just yeah, it's just very I've like never been so comfortable before mm. probably helps that I've lived with her for like three years yes. as well. <laughs> but yeah I think she, I think it's fair to say she makes other people feel that comfortable as well we've shot with Ash and stuff and, mm. oh yeah. beautiful 
And I know that you're a businesswoman as well. Um, and so how does that sort of sit alongside the the OnlyFans? Um, well, they kind of just don't. Yeah. And I've been quite purposeful about that. Um, I'm sh- totally sure that my clientele with tattooing know about it. Um, but I really like, there's not, when I first started it, I had the link just like sitting in my bio, but I wouldn't really promote it on my main account. And then eventually I phased that out and I just, I have a personal account and that's where I like, I don't even promote it that much on there anymore. It's just the same deal. I just have like the link sits in my bio all the time. You mean on your Instagram? Yeah. Mm. Um, But I was, yeah, quite purposeful around keeping those two things separate, my tattooing and my OnlyFans. I didn't want, I've had like people ask me whether it was like a deterrence or something. I don't think it has been, but I guess I wouldn't really know. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. I would never want to make anyone feel uncomfortable if they were to, like, find out. Or I don't see why it should make people feel uncomfortable. That's the thing about OnlyFans. I've had that conversation with a few other people. It's actually... It's so tucked away and hidden, and you Mm. have to pay money to look at it. But it makes people so upset. I'm like, why are you upset? Mm. When it would only affect you if you paid the subscription fee. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, it it is so... Do you mean just like day-to-day people in your life feeling upset by the fact that you're on there creating yeah. this content? Or what do you mean I by that? I feel like it's just a general stigma around it. But also, yeah, there was just kind of like a bit of an uproar when I first started doing it. A lot of people had a lot of stuff to say. Mm. It was funny because like, as soon as I did it, I could just say, text to my mum and I was like, I'm doing this. Because she's the only person I really care about mm. knowing about it. And she was like, cool. Mm. And I'm pretty sure she knows I still do. I'm just, like, very open with her about it. And that was, I just had, like, male colleagues. One guy was like, what would your sister think? And what would your mum think? And I was like, they already fucking know. Yeah, it was, and I, I mean, I guess they felt a right to comment because we're colleagues and maybe they thought it could, by extension, affect them too. But it was mm. the same thing where I'm like, no one can see it unless you're paying just don't pay Mm. (laughs) like it's really easy so easy to avoid ever seeing what I put up there but like (laughs) yeah um so yeah I guess just like in an attempt to avoid any of that I've been quite conscious of keeping them separate Mm. and if my clients, I've had a few female clients bring it up with me, and when that happens, if they bring it up and they want to talk about it, I'm so happy to talk about it. Because mm. sometimes people want to do it themselves, or they're just curious, and like, yeah, I don't want to even make people feel like there's any shame tied to mm. doing anything like that. So I'm just very happy to talk about it. Mm. But would Amazing. never just like be tattooing someone and start talking about it on my own accord. Yes. That was, I think that would be crossing a line. Yes. Um, but yeah. Amazing. So growing up, what were the stories, what was the conversation around sex and pleasure from your parents and your caregivers and teachers and society? And what was sort of the messaging you were getting? Um, honestly, I can't really remember. I remember my dad trying to have a talk with me, but it was like very short and brief. I think it's the only time we ever talked about sex. And then I can't really remember my mum talking about it, but I feel like she just existed in a way and raised me in a way that, like, I knew she was always a safe person to go to. That's why I feel so comfortable talking to her about 
doing OnlyFans and like every relationship I've ever had she's like known about it in the fullest detail Mm. (laughs) Um, so I can't remember a like pivotal point where we even explicitly talked about it but I just always kind of knew that she was safe Mm. to talk about it with and school I can't remember I remember just like drawing pubes on diagrams of bodies and stuff but that's kind of like the extent of it I feel like I maybe was at school in a time where like education around it wasn't that prominent mm. I don't know Interrupting this delicious conversation with an important announcement There is literally nothing that excites me more than well made lingerie especially when it's super comfy and cosy and looks good Vidaris is a New Zealand lingerie brand focusing on well-being through combining thoughtful design, ethical and sustainable materials, and mindfulness. Made from the most deliciously soft tensile, I feel like I'm wearing nothing at all while still feeling supported, comfortable, and super sexy. The range consists of beautiful soft-cut bras, three knicker styles, I'm a massive fan of the Whitney thong, and pyjamas that focus on the power of colour to enhance a mood. Depending on what I want for the day, I love the idea of subconsciously or consciously picking a colour to encourage a feeling I need to channel. One day I might go for poise green, a colour of growth and new beginnings to help inspire a new way of thinking. Or maybe I'll choose shield black because I feel like I need a little bit more protection that day. All you lovely listeners can experience Vidaris at 20% off with the code FINGERFOOD and you can find their gorgy lingerie at www.vidarislingerie.com. That's www.vidarislingerie.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Did you go to an all-girls school, or did you go No, to a... I went to co-ed schools oh, yeah. my whole life, yeah. Yeah. And was there, like, um, 
like amongst your like conversations amongst your friends like would you talk about sex with each other or would you yeah. talk about self pleasure or would you was there any like uh, slut shaming that went on or yeah yeah for sure I feel like um, for a lot of people in my age that would have been quite just a prominent thing through high school specifically mm. slut shaming and stuff yeah unfortunately but um, mm. I remember I think maybe turning like seventeen and having a few conversations with friends that were so reassuring because we'd been having sex and stuff um all of us not with each other different people but um (laughs) um there were just so many things that were scary and confusing about it you were just like queefing i remember when someone (laughs) else said that a friend of mine said that she quaffed and I was like holy fuck it was like the biggest wave of relief because I was like thought it was just something wrong with me it didn't even happen that often but when it did it was just so unbelievably embarrassing oh my god it was the most deepest of shames wasn't it I don't think I've quaffed in a couple of years but I should touch wood Um, but that was like and every time I slept with someone new I was like oh my god what if that but it's so yeah, natural and normal. Though. I know. It's like we're being penetrated, air is going inside yeah, of us. Like, totally. The air is coming out. Yeah. Like, what's the <laughs> fucking deal about it? I know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just like some, just like little kind of specific things around sex that you could feel ashamed about or just confused about was the main thing, I think. And I remember, mm. yeah having just like a couple conversations like that we were all in a group together me and my female friends and we all talked about it and it was so nice to finally mm. have and then like ever since then I think we all felt really comfortable being open and yeah and now it's like I don't talk about sex a huge amount unless it's like something specific to document mm. but I've yeah feel real comfortable you know <laughs> like yeah but up until that point, it was terrifying <laughs> terrain to try to navigate by yourself. It's so, like... <laughs> petrifying. Yeah. I know, and there's just so much... Yeah, like, I remember even at my school, like, the girls just... We, we didn't talk about self-pleasure or masturbation oh, yeah, or yeah. any of that. It was, yeah. like, so taboo. Yeah, I definitely... Um, I mean, that was something I think that... Um, went on a bit further like even into my like early adult life mm. just that kind of like just like finding it like inherently gross which is insane to me that it was ever mm. I don't know where that would have stemmed from but I remember just kind of being like oh yeah nah like yuck and like masturbation's a bad mm. word and and then um and then, like, figuring out that I'd never had an orgasm was such a thing. I think mm. I was, like, 21 or 22. I was talking to my best friend. Because everyone would be like, oh, you, you'll know. And I was like, are you all just bullshitting, though? And it's like, has that happened? And I just, like, didn't actually know. Mm. But it's true, you do know. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> but at the time, I was just like, it's been so long. Like, maybe it did. And then... And then getting my first vibrator and even then just, like, feeling so kind of freaky about it and kind of, like, mm. naughty for masturbating. Yes. Um, and then when I, like, had an orgasm, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> this is insane. And it was, like, because of masturbating. I'd, like, never yes. 
So for that, I'm thankful. But like, why it took me so long to be okay with Mm. self pleasure is like, I don't know. Mustn't have just Mm. like, I don't think anyone even like said explicitly it was a bad thing. I just think it maybe wasn't discussed that openly, and that's why I like decided it was yeah, just very taboo. It's so interesting to dissect that because I also didn't have an orgasm until I was like 26 and it was from a vibrator when I could finally do it. 26 is... Quite late, yeah. And I remember being like, maybe I've had one, but Mm. I'm not really sure. And then I did have one with a vibrator and I was like, okay, I haven't. (laughs) I get it now. And like, actually, imagine if we were encouraged to like explore our bodies Mm. and like if like our friends and our teachers and our parents were like okay before you interact with anyone else like how does it feel like how does pleasure feel in your own body and like what how do you like to be touched and all these things and it's like I just feel like that conditioning around not wanting to touch ourselves is almost like why (laughs) it took so long yeah I think that's like been quite a thing in my relationships is I would experience so much frustration towards them because they would not do anything right Mm. but when asked openly what I liked I'd be like "Mm, no and I didn't know I was like what do you mean I was like just expecting people to figure it out without even knowing myself and so yeah fully I feel like things would have been a lot easier yeah and Mm. that's that's such an interesting point as well around being like well I don't know what I like it's like you figure it out and then I feel like I've been guilty of this as well where you're like oh that person was so shit in bed or Mm. or oh my god he didn't know what he was doing or whatever and it's like well they don't know what they're doing because we haven't explicitly like been like this is what I like yeah Yeah, fully (laughs) but yeah there's a lot of expectation that I think, in, especially in like heterosexual relationships, around like the man should know what they're doing, you know? Yeah, totally. And then it's like actually, also because every person's body is different, mm. a bit of direction is quite helpful. Very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And so, how do you feel about sex and pleasure at this stage in your life right now? Um. Well, I still, um, I still haven't had an orgasm from like sex, or no one else mm. has ever given me an orgasm. So mm. that's the thing that sometimes weighs on my mind. But I also just like I love having sex so much that I like don't. I can still orgasm. It's just like in a different environment. Yes. Um. So it's not like I'm really missing out on anything. And also I just like, I like intimacy and stuff. I really like being clo- like closeness. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I feel, oh my God, like no shade to anyone I've ever been with in the past. <laughs> I just will have to tell them not to listen. <laughs> but <laughs> I just feel like I am missing something. I feel like... Mm. Um, you know, you read about you read and hear and about sex that's like amazing and mind blowing and you know, you have orgasms and stuff. I feel like a lot of people I know have orgasms when they have sex. Yeah. And I just never have. Mm. Um From penetrative sex, do you mean? Yeah, or even like um oral mm. um and I feel it's, it's I think really it definitely common. Yeah. so common. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, and then I wonder if I'm sure just like um, people's bodies have a lot to do with that. People obviously operate differently. Like my a friend of mine just has so many orgasms all the time, just from mm-hmm. like penetrative sex, like quite normal penetrative sex. I'm like, what? Mm. is happening but then I have to realise in moments like that that we're probably just built a little different and that's okay too yes um, but it's also totally my doing as well like I'm, I'm getting more commun- communicative in term, like in the bedroom but I'm like I get frustrated and like if it's not good the first time I just say like oral sex mm. if it's bad the first time I'll literally be like don't ever fucking do that ever again <laughs> So, <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I wouldn't be that good either. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> um, but the standards I see for other people are unreal. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, like, I put up a lot of barriers, but yeah. And then I, like, have tried to integrate, like, my vibrator but there is just like the biggest mental block Mm. that comes into play when I'm like with someone else and I think it's because like a lot of people I've been with if you try to masturbate they just want it to be over like they just want you to orgasm so that then they can have sex and that's all that's in my head now where I'm just I feel like I'm on like a time limit and there's like this expectation and waiting and then just because of that I just cannot Mm. finish so that's really frustrating I don't know I feel like there is a lot I still want and need to unlock Mm. Um, and I think I'm getting better at all of it (laughs) that's amazing I really appreciate your honesty and vulnerability in that because I think that so often there's this projection of people that you know you're out there on OnlyFans and I would look at you just from my own projection from like mm. it being like sexually expressive and being happy in your nudity mm. to equal like that you're this sexually liberated oh, you know yeah. like which obviously parts of yourself are totally that and it's also really beautiful to hear because I myself hadn't orgasmed until 26 Mm. and I myself struggle with orgasm and sex and I think it's really really common amongst a lot of women to experience that because as you say everybody's bodies are so different yeah I think so and I get yeah I guess the people who have what I've found anyway the people who have an easier time with it are often the more vocal people and when it comes Mm. to sex and so and then even just like the way that media and movies and stuff portray sex. I don't know, if, did you watch Sex Life, that god-awful series on Netflix? No. Oh, it was just so bad. Sex the Life, se- no. Yeah. Not Sex Education. No, 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 I liked that one. I love Sex Education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh my gosh, I would sex never life. throw shade at that one. <laughs> oh no, um, I'm pretty sure that was the name of it. It was just like this... Just the sex scenes in it. Just the way that these women were responding to the most, like, simple vanilla touches mm. from these men and I was like we don't need any more of that any more like because it's just, that's what like plays into it as well like any kind of insecurity around your own sex I feel like I was just like watching all these things I mean like these people orgasm so easily and the media tells me that like this is what sex should look like and mm. I'll be like it's not like that for me and then 
I think with that it becomes like quite hard to talk about. Mm, totally. Um, but just like, oh, the, these sex scenes in this show, they were just so extravagant and these women were just like writhing and screaming and the men were just like not even doing that much. And I was like, stop mm. telling people mm. that they can do that and get that kind of response because yes. it's not realistic. Totally. And I've, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> and also, like, yeah, I, I think that there's so much information out there that portrays that image, you know, mm. and porn and, and the media around fucking cosmopolitan, <laughs> yeah. like, around what it is to have an orgasm. And, and I yeah. think it's a lot of it might be true for a very small percentage of people. Yeah. And then actually, I mean, I've been fucking diving as far deep into kind of tantric sex as possible for the last little while because I need to recondition my brain around the goal orientation of sex and actually just come back to what you were saying around you really enjoy sex and like the act Mm. of just intimacy and like being with someone and like just that alone is really beautiful and if you let go of like trying to get each other off and just be in the moment of pleasure like there's nothing more beautiful than that. Totally. I think that is the point that I've come that's where I'm at right now anywhere mm. I'm like I can have so many orgasms just like alone in bed and like I'm mm. totally fine to just have that separate from my actual like physical sex life with other people because mm. it's like I enjoy both aspects of it yes. and right now because of the mental block I can't I can't seem to be able to orgasm in front of anyone else so but I'm like, that's okay for them to be separate right now because, yeah. yeah, it's not like I'm not having fun or, like, really. It still feels so good. It's just a different mm. thing. When Yes. Yeah. And totally. that's all right for where I'm at now. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's beautiful. And so with all the wisdom that you have now based on your life experience with only fans and with your life as a tattoo artist and a businesswoman and all the things and exploring your sexuality and all of that what would you tell your younger self um what would you tell your virgin self oh my god (laughs) um oh to take her time yeah (laughs) maybe wait a couple more years (laughs) um probably just have like a conversation earlier about all the things that are normal and not shameful Mm. just to like get that out of the way and I would ask her for my sake now to explore her sexuality a little bit earlier Mm. (laughs) I feel like I'm like I just feel like I'm a little bit delayed in that regard a lot of other people kind of know where they are and have had more experience and I just feel like I'm catching up in that regard um I don't know beautiful Just those things I think how old are you now I'm 25 amazing those are great those are great words of wisdom explore your sexuality younger yeah or just you be know? a bit more open yeah, yeah. beautiful I love that and so I know it takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there in terms of OnlyFans and being expressed in that way. And so do you have any advice for anyone or any listeners around how to confidently express the side of yourself and work through this? 
It's a it's a hard one. I feel like anyone kind of anxious in nature, which I totally am, it's hard not to listen to those things and the people who hold those opinions. But I feel like OnlyFans is a good place to start, mm. honestly. Like even if you're not in operation, like just like starting a page and like putting it out there if you wanted to, of course. Mm. Um because you just like everyone who's subscribed to me just like loves it. Mm. You've just got people just like hyping you up and like literally paying money to see your naked body. <laughs> and so that's quite cool in its own regard. Mm. Um, but I feel like health plays a whole lot in it. Like mm. I. I was real, real, real unhealthy through the last lockdown that we had, and I just, like, I didn't... I don't think I took any photos of myself in that Mm. period. It was just because I was just, like, not in a good place with my body because I was not treating it well. Mm. I was not really moving, and I was eating really terrible food. Mm. And it, it like, physically manifested itself. Um, So I think if you're just, like, treating your body and your mind well, then that will help, Mm. too, to feel a lot more at home in yourself and appreciative of your form because it's at a point yeah I got my shit kind of in order and I like exercise a lot now but I don't even know if like that's the key to it because it's also so tied in with like my mental state Mm. um but yeah I feel just so good in my body right now because I'm treating it really really well Mm, beautiful so with good food and good exercise and are you doing anything for feeding your mental health I feel like I should go to therapy or something but I'm not (laughs) Um, I feel like the gym that I go to serves that purpose for me right now not because I talk about anything but because my brain shuts off like I'm in so much pain physically that I'm like (laughs) that is the only place my thoughts could possibly go in that moment so Mm. that's nice to like every morning have an hour long break from any thoughts other than like stressing over how much pain my body's in. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that for anyone but that's what's been really working for me lately and then mm. I, know, I hang out with my mum a lot and um, yeah my um, my best friend is very very helpful mm. just having good a good support system in terms of like your friendships and yeah, having such a strong relationship with my mum is proven really helpful and yeah I'm making yeah I've been making some steps recently that are gonna be really good for my mental state so that's yeah beautiful nothing kind of textbook but yeah still yeah I just think that like being out and that I swim so much Mm. um I just spent a week at and way to talk with my family and that's like the only place I really feel like complete peace yes. um, and I just love like my auntie last year I'd never opened my eyes under the water before and you can't see much but it's like the colours you see are insane and she said mm. that to me we're in Kuruto and she was like do you open your eyes under water and I was like no what and then I did and it was like it's all I do now and so I would just like when we were at the lake I would just like walk up to about shoulder height in the water and then submerge myself and just like blow out all my air so that I could kind of sit at the bottom of the lake Mm. and you just see like the gradient you you can't 
see shit, but it's like the colours yeah. are so beautiful and you can see the light coming through and I was just like being suspended in water. <laughs> oh. it's so it's like that's my, I feel like that's my therapy right now. And you're kind of like, yes. when you're in a body of water that big, it is nice to feel insignificant and I felt that when I was like down south for the first time being around like a landscape that massive your problems just kind of dissipate naturally Mm. because you're like holy shit I'm literally so small in comparison to these mountains and that's a good like when you see it physically how tiny you are and (laughs) insignificant you are it's sort of jarring but you're also like by default my problems are just as small and I should like Mm. you know Mm. I love that (laughs) I love that reference that's amazing nature is like one of my favourite go-tos for yeah Yeah, yeah. quieting the mind and just like coming back to my body and realising that Mm -hmm. who the fuck am I in this grand yeah (laughs) the ocean's good for that so like wild Mm. and hectic and powerful Mm. I definitely would always like prefer to be lakeside but I do love the ocean for that reason because it's just kind of like um, yeah massive and powerful mm. totally has a mind of its own that's like it could just like pick you up and take you away yes. to. <laughs> and it's another thing in terms of just like how small we are mm. beautiful and finally the most important question of all What's your favourite finger food? <laughs> I didn't even know. Oh. <laughs> I didn't give that one that much thought when you first proposed it. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm trying to think about the foods I like eating at the moment. I do, I like cheese and crackers. Mm. Finger food is just like anything you eat with your fingers, anything right? You well, I've been going fingers. to Peachy a lot recently and I have their focaccia and stracciatella. Oh. That's my favourite. I could literally like live off of that oh, so for right now that's yes. my favourite yeah. that's a great answer love cheese <laughs> delicious <laughs> yum well thank you so much for coming Alma it's been such a pleasure having you here it was fun <laughs> thanks for dining with Finger Food empowered by Bumble if you liked this conversation, you can tip your maitre d' by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing this podcast with your friends. If you want to find more of my podcasts, go to stacyogorman.com. Stay safe, stay sexy. See you soon. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.